Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Faithfulness. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, isn't it? Faithfulness, actually. And um, as I've been thinking about it this week, and I've done a little bit of thinking because I thought it was only right I should prepare <laughs> for today. So I've done a little bit of thinking about faithfulness this week. And, um, and actually, it's really struck me um, just how beautiful faithfulness is. When I think um, of faithfulness, I generally wouldn't describe somebody as faithful, you know, a faithful person. It just, I don't know why, it just doesn't come into my sort of thinking. I might say they're loyal or committed or, you know, those sorts of things, but faithful is not a word that I've kind of um, adopted as part of my vocabulary, I suppose. Um, But Mother's Day is a great day to think about faithfulness, isn't it? And um, in the joy and in the pain, uh, faithfulness is what keeps us going. And and I think that that's kind of probably at the heart of what I want to talk about today, um, is that faithfulness is kind of foundational um, uh, to to us being able to build community, to be able to thrive in relationship, and to us being able to deal with the day-to-day of life. Um, And I'm going to really try hard not to get emotional today, um, but do you know what? That doesn't matter either, particularly, because the beauty of being part of a community uh, and a community that is faithful to one another is that we are with each other in the joy and in the pain, isn't it? And um, Leslie had a lovely uh, sort of picture as we were praying this morning, and so did Judith as well. Uh, Leslie's picture was that actually we, we need to be careful not to take each other for granted, that as a community we're so fortunate to have one another. And we're so fortunate to be part of a community that serves and is prepared to go out there and to make a difference. And, that, and as Leslie in her work, this isn't part of my talk actually, so <laughs> I best be quick. But as Leslie in her work is, is often discharging people back into the community from hospitals, she's realising and seeing that many people don't have someone else in their lives that they can call on. And we have that here. And we have that, um, if we don't have it anywhere else, we have it here. So first thing, know that this morning morning, okay, that faithfulness, we are a faithful community to one another. Judith had a picture of, um, you know, I don't know if when you were little you were at preschool and you cut out those strings of, uh, you know, out of paper, I never managed to get it right, mine always broke, but you know, you, you do a sort of string of people, but you had to do certain cutting so that you didn't break the line, obviously. I'm not very crafty. Um, But Judith had a picture of that sort of string of people, if you like, people holding each other's hands um, and and just sort of uh, being together and being faithful to one another. And that song, Stand By Me, um, again, just just sort of illustrates that beautifully. So... um, Faithfulness, absolutely brilliant. When I think of faithfulness, um, Levi, if you could just move on to uh, slide four, that would be lovely. When I think of faithfulness, this is tends to be what I think of. This is my dog, Alfie. He's so cute. 
he is very faithful to me, uh, it, mainly because he either wants a walk or dinner, or he wants to jump on my bed and, and be comfy. But, uh, you know, you talk about dogs as being faithful, don't you? Loyalty and, uh, and, and faithfulness. So he, and he's faithful to his little bear. He's got his head on his little bear there, as you can see. He's very cute. Um, or I think about God, because we describe God as being faithful, don't we? And in our prayers, we often say, God, you are faithful. And, um, and your faithfulness, you know, is, is, you know, is with us. And, and, um, but I don't often think about other people as being faithful uh, or in terms of faithfulness. And um, as a quality and a characteristic. So I've been challenged this week and, um, and in my thinking around faithfulness. And I hope that we can uh, get a sense of that today as well. Can move on to the next slide now, I believe, otherwise people are going to get distracted by my cute dog. <laughs> so as we think about faithfulness, um, uh, I just was reminded, I've been reminded this week of a, of a few sort of key points in my life that um, illustrate to me how important faithfulness is. I had a, a visit, a very good friend of mine came to visit this week. Um, we've been friends since we were about eight and um, we used to get into all sorts of scrapes together and have all sorts of fun. And we were really, really close friends. And, um, and we were going to change the world when we were teenagers, both Christians. We were, we were on fire. We were going to change the world. And um, we were going to do this and that and, and all the other. And then something happened, and it just meant that we couldn't do that anymore. And then we carried on, and our relationship grew, and she got married, and I got married, and the four of us were great, great friends, and we used to see a lot of each other, and it was amazing. And then, um, and then something really bad happened, and our relationship just broke. We just fell out completely. And, um, and we started talking about it again this week. We don't see a lot of each other, but we hadn't spoken about it for a while. And we, and we started talking about it again this week. And it just reminded me um, ab about how important faithfulness is. So our relationship broke, and we didn't speak to each other for years, for years. And um, there was horrible things said and letters written, and it was really distressing because my natural... I don't fall out with people. That, that isn't me. And, um, and uh, it was a really tough time. And in that period of time, God gave me um, dreams. He actually gave me a very vivid dream, and I woke up crying one morning. He gave me a dream that she came and found me and that we were reconciled. And, um, and I was, um, and I did, I just woke up crying and thinking, well, that's never going to happen because we've moved house. So she doesn't know where we live even. Um, and, and, then, um, and then an amazing thing happened. One Saturday morning, um, we had moved house. We had three small children. So you know what Saturday mornings are like if you've got three small children. It's chaos. There was a knock at the door and I was upstairs and Paul answered the door. And it, it was her on the doorstep. <laughs> And I was just like, I came downstairs and I thought, who's Paul talking to? And I opened the door and there she was. And she was stood on the doorstep. And this was years after. And I just burst into tears, threw my arms around her and said, I dreamt this happened. I dreamt this exact dream. God gave me this dream. But I never believed this would happen. 
And um, anyway, we reconciled ourselves to one another, and it was incredible. Um, it was incredible not to have that brokenness, not to have that broken strand in my life anymore because of the hurt and the pain. And every time I thought about her, I felt sick. And I, you know, and I just thought, I don't know how to repair this. And I said to her, how did you find us? And she said, well, I went to your old flat. She said, it's, and bearing in mind, this is days before sat-navs, okay? I went to your old flat, and they said, no, you, she, they don't live here anymore. I think they live somewhere over in that part of Watford. Uh, so, and she, she, she found, I, I still to this day, and I said to her, how did you find us? She said, I don't know. She said, I just found you. And, um, and we were talking this week about how difficult that time was and how neither of us ever felt right during that period of time when we were out of relationship with one another and how that faithfulness to one another had been broken somehow and how destructive that was. And, um, and so it was really, it's been really wonderful to, and we didn't actually, we were saying, we didn't actually then become really great friends again. It took a long time. Sadly, then her husband died, and I wrote to her after her husband died. So again, I didn't really know what to do, because I didn't know them that well by then. Um, and she said to me today, if you hadn't written me that letter, I don't think we would be here now today, um, and such great friends again. So uh, it was a really amazing um, moment for me, and just says something about how important it is to be faithful to one another, and even when things go wrong, to seek out forgiveness and healing in those circumstances. So I wonder what faithfulness is, what you think faith of faithfulness. And, and just when you think of the word faithfulness, what do you think? I think people often, that the common words are loyalty, commitment, um, you know, sort of a Labrador that's following you around. <laughs> sniffing you. Um, you know, but loyalty and commitment and reliability and unchangeable, those are some of the words that we associate with faithfulness, aren't they? In the Bible, the word actually in the fruits of the Spirit, shall we just go to this slide with the um, Bible passage on? Um, so if we just read through this, so I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are un not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sin uh, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, the things that we grow, the things that the Spirit enables within us are love, joy peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So as, as those that are followers of Christ, we live by the Spirit. Therefore, we are growing these 
fruits of the Spirit, and forgive me if I say gifts, I get myself muddled, but we are growing these fruits of the Spirit, and these are really key aspects of our character and um, in, of us actually looking and behaving and being more like God and more like Jesus. The word um, in, that, uh, in that passage there is a, the Greek word um, pistis, which means trustworthiness, um, characteristic of a man or a woman who is reliable. Um, and in the Hebrew, it's more of a moral kind of word, meaning fidelity. So there's a, it's a characteristic of great depth, um, commitment, loyalty, and obligation. As we saw with, uh, you know, with Alan and Gwen's story as well, there's huge depth to it. So if the fruits are about de- developing more of God's character in our own lives, then we need to be really intentional about these things and actually growing them, don't we? We've got God's spirit in us, but we do need to be intentional so that we can become the people that God has created us to be. Have you ever heard that awful phrase, becoming the best version of yourself? I don't like it particularly, but that's in essence what the fruits of the spirit are enabling us to become, is the best version of who we are. So it's who we are, but these fruits of the Spirit enable us to be the best version. So as today's Mother's Day, I'm going to talk about faithfulness in the context of relationship. And um, that may be tough for some of you, particularly if you have experienced the pain of unfaithfulness. But I want to challenge us this morning that even if you have experienced the pain of unfaithfulness, that actually that doesn't... give us the excuse to um, continue to hold back when we're thinking about our relationships with others. Because what the Holy Spirit is doing in each and every life is renewing and transforming. So if you have, been, if you have experienced the pain of unfaithfulness, then I want to say to you, come forward at the end and get prayer. Because that isn't what God wants. That's not the best for you, to then be, live a guarded life that doesn't allow you to be faithful and to grow faithfulness in your life. So I make no apology for talking about faithfulness in the context of relationship because it's a challenge to all of us that we need to, um, we need to take on board if our church is going to grow and if we are going to grow and, um, and become the best that God wants for us. I'm fortunate um, as a, a person that's grown up, I'm fortunate that my mum was faithful. Um, she was a faithful mum. Today's a tough day because I lost her two and a half years ago. But I'm also really, really blessed to have three amazing daughters, one of whom is sat over there. And um, and what I've come to realize is that faithfulness plays out in the ups and downs of life, in the joy and in the pain. And that is the gift that God has given us. Because actually, if we don't know God's faithfulness in those times, we know people who don't know God. And in those darkest of times, in those hardest of moments, there is no hope. There is no hope, is there? And that's so, so hard. And I don't know how people get through life like that. Before my mum died, I had, it was like the worst possible thing that could happen to me. I thought, there is no way I would deal with that in my life. But hey, I have. I'm here. It's painful. It hurts. But God's faithfulness, and I'm not saying this glibly, God's faithfulness has kept us. It has kept us, along with some very good friends, red wine, uh, and, um, and my brothers and sisters, and my family. And God's faithfulness has kept my dad as well. 
So I'm fortunate. Life is full of joy and pain, people. We know this, don't we? Uh, and the pain doesn't give us the excuse to, to jack it all in. It really doesn't. Faithfulness is about perseverance as well and keeping going, as we heard with Alan and Gwen's story too. Um, it goes hand in hand. So faithfulness is steadfast through the joy and the pain. So why faithfulness? Well, faithfulness is God's modus operandi. Can we move on to slides? I think it's number six, Levi. This is an amazing um, scripture that we've got here. But faithfulness is God's modus operandi. He cannot be unfaithful. He cannot be unfaithful. And it's absolutely at the heart of his relationship with us. God keeps his promises end of. They're in the Bible. They're there for all of us to to take on board. He is steadfast. He is with us. We saw through the life of Jesus, through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, that God keeps his promises, that he is steadfast and true. And the good news is that no human failing can void the faithfulness of God. I um, This has got nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I got locked in the toilet before church today. I just thought in case you were getting a bit bored. Um, I got locked in the toilet and I was a little bit worried that there would be no one on this stage speaking to you today. It was a funny, funny moment. Judith did not do her job properly. She was meant to be stopping people going into the toilet as they were coming in. The caretaker comes along, locks it while I'm in there. So I'm then banging on the door to try and get out. So that would have been funny, wouldn't it, had, uh, had Judith not heard me actually knocking on the door. So it's, it's, it's lovely to be with you. So no human failing, Jude. <laughs> Nothing, Judith. No human failing can void God's faithfulness. And I forgive you too. And faithfulness and forgiveness, they really do go together. They really do. Um, so, yeah, so it strikes me. Now, as it's absolutely God's modus operandi, as it's absolutely who God is, then it's crucial that we grow faithfulness in our lives as well. Um, and that we, if we're going to live well with one another, if we're going to live well with God, if we're going to live well in our families, then we need to grasp faithfulness. Next slide, Levi. So faithfulness is essential if relationships are to thrive. Faithfulness matters if relationship matters. Naomi and Ruth. I don't know if you remember the story of Naomi and Ruth um, in the Bible. Naomi had lost her husband and her sons. And she wanted Ruth and the other daughter-in-law, whose name escapes me, to go uh, back to their families, back to their homeland... And, um, and find other husbands. Because for women, in, back in the day, in the Old Testament times, for women who uh, had lost their husbands, they, they had no status. If they had no children and no husband, they had very little status. And Naomi knew this, and she was urging Ruth uh, and her other daughter-in-law to go back and find other husbands, effectively, give themselves the opportunity to get remarried and to, uh, and to, um, and to start again. And Ruth says this to Naomi... Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it as ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. 
And it says that when Naomi realised that Ruth really wasn't going to do as she was asking, which was go back to her family, she kind of relented and, and let her come with her. So they, they trot off together back to, um, I think it was Bethlehem, and um, they go back, and Ruth remains with Naomi. And she was devoted to her mother-in-law. Ruth was absolutely devoted to her mother-in-law. Their relationship was marked by this love, this, this loyalty, this commitment to, to one another. And Ruth's determination to stay with Naomi represented a huge sacrifice for Ruth, actually, in, in terms of her status and social standing. It was a genuinely selfless act and a way, uh, and a risky decision for her um, to, to make. But she was prepared to take it because of her love and dedication to Naomi. And she knew that Naomi needed her. She knew that Naomi, um, you know, this was the right thing to do. She was faithful. Naomi, following the death of her husband, describes herself as a bitter woman. A bitter woman. And you would be. You would struggle, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. She's lost everything. She says, she talks about God abandoning her. And I think what's amazing in this story is that Ruth's act um, of loyalty and faithfulness demonstrates that God hadn't abandoned Naomi. It was almost like it was through Ruth that God was, was just showing Naomi, I haven't abandoned you. This is what it's about. I'm here. Yeah, you, you've gone through the most awful thing, but out of the ashes, as was in one of the songs we sung, out of the ashes, new life was born. And that was through Ruth's love and dedication to her mother-in-law. And I believe God really used that to change that story and, uh, and to make that story not a story of hopelessness and desperation, but a story where God is at work and amazing things happen. And if you read on, you'll, you'll see how that plays out. So God's faithfulness was strong in Ruth. Faithfulness matters if relationship matters. It's a beautiful illustration, that story, as we've said already, of the power of being faithful. Because faithfulness produces something beautiful in relationships. It brings healing so as my friend and I reconnected and said sorry to one another and forgave, we found healing. And that, that niggle that was going on inside of us, not every day, because that wasn't the way it worked, but that thing that was just chipping away inside that I knew I wasn't right. I wasn't right with God because of this relationship being broken, and I certainly wasn't right with her. That reconciliation brought healing, and it brought a, a, a freedom from the pain of that. And that's what faithfulness and a commitment to relationship does. So perhaps we need to be asking ourselves, how much does relationship matter? How much does relationship matter? Faithfulness will only matter if relationships matter. So perhaps our marriage matters. Well, that's good. And I would encourage you to keep making your marriages matter. That's important. But perhaps we aren't too interested in growing other relationships. Perhaps our relationship with our children matters. And that's good too. But we're not so uh, maybe into building relationships outside of our family circle. And we perhaps don't intentionally look out for other people. 
Perhaps due to unfaithfulness in the past, we are scared to commit to God and to other people and to allow faithfulness to grow. And that's what I was talking about earlier. There's the challenge that I lay down in terms of actually seeking God's healing and, uh, and his spirit to come and work in your life through that issue. We are created to be in community, aren't we? We're not created to be isolated beings. Loneliness and social isolation is a killer. It is a killer, and it can be a physical killer as well as a mental killer. So we're created to be in community. So therefore, we need to be serious about being faithful to one another. I was interested to understand how faithfulness um, plays out or is perceived in the younger generation because I know most of you think I'm probably only 25, but actually I am a bit older than that. Now, my eldest daughter, next slide, Levi, this is my eldest daughter. She's beautiful, isn't she? All my daughters are beautiful, uh, but I haven't got a picture of the other two. Um, But this is Grace, and Grace is 22. Grace lives in London and she's at university. And so I was just interested to know because faithfulness is not a sexy word. I was interested to know how young people view faithfulness. So I just, she was on her way to university, as it turned out. We were texting each other. Um, So this is what she said. I said, I asked her about faithfulness in the younger generation. And this is what she said. She said, although this is a big generalization, and I know many people who do value it, I think in general it isn't considered a factor. It probably goes hand in hand with the fact that people aren't faithful to themselves. The concept of working on yourself and spending time on yourself isn't understood, and I think that translates into relationships as well. I think to be faithful requires a lot of effort, and and the general mindset is that there isn't much significance in life in general. That's sad, isn't it? There's not much significance in life in general. So what would the point be in putting effort in when there is no obligation to be faithful to someone? So it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting that we understand what's going on in our younger generations as well. Now, this isn't for everybody. I understand that. This is just a little snapshot. But because of the nature of faithfulness and because it's not something that is particularly spoken about and because of the sort of the way that relationships seem to be a little bit of a commodity for some these days, I was just interested to find out. So the obligation of faithfulness What's the obligation of faithfulness in your life? What is the obligation of faithfulness in your life? I'll just leave that with you. Faithfulness is hard work. Interesting perspective. But actually, it is hard work because it's through the ups and the downs. And there will be times where you don't particularly feel like you want to be committed or that, you know, things are... It's just tough. It can be tough. And then she goes on to say that I've had lots of conversations with my mates at work about things like this. She works in a pub in um, Fulham. And um, it's a nice pub. If ever you're in Fulham, go. It's really nice. We're going there later. Um, I've had lots of conversations with my mates at work about things like this. And the response seems to be that if a friend wrongs you, you have every right to block them out without putting any effort into forgiving and bettering the relationship. Because why would you? It's effort. You don't need that in your life. Also, the individualistic culture that has evolved doesn't help. We're a take-it-or-leave-it disposable society, or at least some people are. And if the things or people in your life aren't making life easier for you, then you're good to get rid of them. It's interesting, isn't it? Just a different perspective. Different perspective. So, um, perhaps then, 
the faithfulness and forgiveness and working on relationships and all those things are things that as Christians we need to be modeling and we need to be really sort of um, driving forward on because actually we need one another. And she went on to say, she's part of HTB, and she went on to say, but mum, there are 200 people as part of students who think completely differently. And I said, that's really exciting, because that shows that Christianity is actually making a difference, which is brilliant, because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about transformation. It's about transformation of lives so that we live differently, so that we're doing it differently from the perceived norm and from the culture of the day. So let's, let's do it differently. Okay, so... Ruth could have left the bitter old woman. Jesus could have blocked Peter when he denied him three times. Neither of them did. Neither of them did. They stood by them. And Jesus forgave Peter. So um, let's think about our attitude to, re- to relationships. Not just our nearest and dearest, with our, but with our friends, our work colleagues, and our church community as well. Do we value them enough to invest in them and be prepared to challenge as well as forgive and call people out in order for those relationships to grow and thrive because that's what we're looking for. Next slide, Levi, and I'm going to have to whip through because we are running out of time. Faithfulness is a key component in building community. But as an addendum or as an extra to that, it's going to exercise our forgiveness muscles as well. Okay, Faithfulness matters if community matters but we are going to have to be prepared to forgive one another because we're not perfect um, and, and things go wrong. Jesus showed how important that was to forgive and how transformational that is um, in our lives and our community as well. And if we're, part, if we're going to grow faithfulness in relationships, then we are going to have to forgive as well. We are going to have to learn to forgive and not just block or dump or whatever it is that we might be you know, um, wanting to do. We're going to have to be prepared to forgive. But forgiveness is really hard, and I'm not, you know, I'm not underplaying it at all. Forgiveness is so, so hard. And like Gwen was saying, that was really interesting, forgiving every single day, every day. I've had to forgive somebody for something that they did to my family many, many years ago, and I realized then that this was not an instant win, that I had to intentionally speak out that I forgive that person for what they did to my family. So I know it is an ongoing, an ongoing thing. But when we do these things, the good news is we have the power of God's Spirit in us. And God's Spirit is the thing that enables us, and it enables us for growth. That's what God's interested in. He's interested in us growing and transforming. Jesus, when he was at his most vulnerable, if you think about when he was on the cross, he was at his most vulnerable at that point. He was in the most pain, and still he could cry out, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they do. He was faithful in that moment. Um, And that's a really important, important part of our relationship. So faithfulness matters if community matters. But we are going to have to be prepared to forgive. And we are going to perhaps sometimes have to bring other people in to situations as well and be prepared to be honest and open about our relationships and, and about the things that are difficult if we are going to grow and, and move forward as a, as a people of God here, but also in our, in our individual and family lives. Faithfulness, and I'm not going to touch on this at all, but 
there's, a, there's a distortion around faithfulness as well. And I, what I want to say is, um, and I'm not going to go into it because there's not time and I wasn't going to anyway, but the distortion of faithfulness is when faithfulness, somebody feels that they have to be faithful to somebody, but that person is exercising a power over them that isn't, isn't right. And I don't think God calls us to be faithful where we're being, you know, where we are being abused or where things are just really not enabling us to thrive and grow. And, and that's, a, that's, that's a tricky one. But, uh, but I would say that God's faithfulness is all about God's spirit growing in us and, and helping us and enabling us to be the best that we can be and to love others, to love God and to love our neighbor. And that's a really important aspect of, of faithfulness. So as we grow it personally and as a church, as we're faithful and honest and trustworthy and reliable and committed to one another and, and you know, prepared to call out and to challenge and all of those things, essentially what it means is that God looks at us and he knows he can trust us. He knows that we are a group of people that he can trust because we are operating in his faithfulness. We are operating in in the way that he operates. And that's really exciting. And what I think is so exciting is that we, you know, we are a church, we're a small church, but we've got big ideas. We've got big ideas about the things that we want to do and the way we want to make a difference. And actually, if we are a community that is faithful to one another, that is demonstrating that faithfulness to one another, and if we're a community that actually um, uh, really believes in relationship and is prepared to forgive, then we are going to be a community that other people are attracted to, that are doing it differently, and we are going to make a difference in our community and in our workplaces and in our families and in our extended families as well and in all those situations. So it's, it's a really powerful, powerful quality. And I think it's one of those things, faithfulness, that actually you can't always put your finger on but it's, it's foundational to who we are as Christians and it's foundational to the way that we operate as Christians and as God's people um, and as we're growing this fruit in our lives. So, to, to sort of finish off really, um, faithfulness may not be sexy, but it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. And, um, and actually it makes me cry a lot. When you see, when you see relationships where people are faithful to one another. It just brings some emotion, doesn't it? You've got, you don't even know why sometimes, but it's, it is a beautiful thing. I think faithfulness is an underpinning quality, um, not necessarily something that you can put your finger on, but it, it, it's there. It's kind of like that foundational way of operating in relationships and in our community. How much do relationships matter to us? Faithfulness will only matter if relationship matters. So we need to be thinking, do we value relationship enough? And that includes, that's about inclusion. It's about everybody. Do we value relationship enough to invest in them? And are we prepared to challenge and forgive in order that relationships grow and thrive in our community and in our families? And so as we're sort of finishing up, really, there might be people here who, as I've said earlier, have, have, have sort of dealt with the pain of unfaithfulness. And I would really encourage you to, to, 
dig right back into what God's got to say about faithfulness and to, to really articulate and understand the promises that he makes to us. And I would also encourage you to come forward for prayer about that as well because that, God wants that to be changed in your life so that you can uh, grow this gift of faithfulness, this fruit, sorry, of faithfulness in your life. Um, there are people here that might... Um, just need to hear God's promises over you again. You might just need to, to get that, that, um, that his promises are good and true and steadfast in your life. And there might be situations that you're facing and you're wondering how on earth you move forward from this or how on earth you stay faithful in that situation. But, but God wants to speak those promises over you again. And I think ultimately what faithfulness is, is faithfulness is us saying yes to God. It's quite simple, really. I've taken half an hour, 40 minutes to say it, but it is quite simple. Faithfulness is us saying yes to God. And then God, through the power of his spirit, will, will do the rest. And he will know that we are trustworthy and he will use us. And, uh, and we will be able to grow relationships and operate in a way that is really glorifying to him. And, uh, and that actually speaks something different um, out into the world. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk Thank you for listening.